Welcome to another episode of The Bandage Podcast, a weekly wrap-up of the most trending healthcare news. Each week, join me and my co-host, Alex Ross, as we'll discuss the latest in healthcare, health IT, and compliance. In this week's episode, we discuss West Nile virus, a sweat monitor skin patch, and a smart ring for coronavirus. Let's wrap things up. This is episode 39 for the week of June 29th. I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Alex Ross. Before we get started, our diagnosis code of the week is Y92.832. Beach as the place of occurrence of the external cause. You know, interestingly enough, Matt. Uh, has that, happened to you? That, that has happened to me. Wow. I, um, I don't know if you remember uh, when we were discussing getting bit by a shark. Uh, but yes. it happened again to me like last week at the beach. I thought it was a jellyfish last week. Was it a jellyfish last week? And the shark was before that. But it, either way, I'm not having a good time this year at the beach. Probably shouldn't go to the beach at all anymore, to be honest with you. I probably just should not leave my house. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, because, you know, if you remember, I got bitten on my left hand, but I'm all right now. Um, well, <laughs> I got bit on my right hand this time. So, uh now you have nothing left. <laughs> yeah, that that's why it took me so long to type my reply to you, because I was typing with my nose. Mm, nice, nice, <laughs> nice. I think uh, a lot of us can relate to this beach occurrence of external cause. So very, uh, very relevant code in today's world with summer happening. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and hopefully you're staying away from sharks yourself. Um, Agreed. And- yeah, the worst that it's getting is is a nice sunburn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with that, let's get right into the news. First up, we have getting these bug bites would really bite. The Illinois Department of Health reported that the first mosquitoes of the season have West Nile virus. There are no reported human cases as of last week, but people should be on the lookout for any signs, especially dead birds in the area. The virus is transmitted to people from a house mosquito, which picks it up from feeding on an infected bird. Four out of five infected people will not show symptoms, which include fever, nausea, headaches, and muscle aches. Older people and those with weakened immune systems are at a higher risk for developing severe complications. The health department advises people to drain any stagnant water and treat flooded yards with larvicide to kill mosquito eggs. People should also replace window screens that have openings or tears and wear long sleeves and or pants during the evening when mosquitoes are most active any dead cattle horses or birds should be reported to the health department so they can be picked up for testing another year another west nile virus season no man i think 2020 is like you know how they have the four horses of the apocalypse alex Mm -hmm. well 2020 is just pestilence 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 that's a new version of the four horses, but it sure sounds accurate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, the West Nile virus, I mean, it always kind of comes around. There's always right. some chatter about it in the summertime when the mosquitoes are most prevalent. And honestly, I don't know, like, how have we not just gotten rid of mosquitoes? Like, just get them out of here. <laughs> I'm good. I don't, I don't need any of those in my life. I can't imagine they do much for the food chain either because there's still yeah, other there's mosquitoes, insects. So. Now, I will say that this year is probably going to be kind of rough mosquito-wise because we had such a mild winter up here. 
Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not in other places around the country, but at least in Ohio, it was kind of mild. So we're probably going to have a, a pretty bad mosquito year. Yeah. I'm already itchy just thinking about it. Dude, yeah, I, I, they love they love eating me. I don't know what it is about mosquitoes, man, but I can go outside like right before it's like nighttime when they're like most active and I'm just mm-hmm. like come inside. There's like four or five on me already. I'm like, I don't even know what happened. I don't know what it is. I must just have sweet blood, but it's terrible. Right. Now, we are, as a, as a human race, I suppose, working on ways to potentially get rid of mosquitoes because they yeah, we cause are. a lot of, I mean, mosquito-borne diseases are one of the bigger causes of, of death mm-hmm. among humans. It's, it's surprisingly big. So we are working on a way to potentially get rid of them. I don't know if you've seen it out of, I believe it's Brazil. Scientists yep. there are, are breeding mosquitoes that basically they need a specific protein or they will die. And Perfect. so when they have them in the lab, they feed them this protein. And then when they release these mosquitoes, they breed with all of the local mosquitoes. And then their babies do not have the protein and die. Perfect. We need more of that. Right. And I think they said that their first couple trials, it reduced the local mosquito population by like 98%. It was absolutely ridiculous wow, levels. That's crazy. That's so, crazy. I mean, because they, they breed so quickly. So if and you can have, interrupt a generation, yeah, then I, it, it really harms the rest of them. I think, I mean, how long is the regular mosquito lifespan? Not very long. Right? Yeah. It's like, so that's awesome. Good news for sure. The mosquito lifespan of some of the most common mosquitoes are seven days. Wow, a week. Could you imagine? Do you imagine yeah. being born <laughs> and then dying within seven days, going through your entire life? You know? No, no, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm also not a. Mosquito. Wednesday's your midlife crisis, dude. You got mosquitoes <laughs> buying nice Porsches and stuff. Like, whoa. <laughs> I'm seeing an untapped market there. Yeah, true. There Mosquito a Porsches. Of, a lot of midlife crises. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it goes back to the old saying that I always uh, like to remind myself you know, when it gets to be May or June and I'm slapping mosquitoes. Everyone that you kill in May or June, that's like an extra 10,000 dead in August. True, true. Next up, not sure if you're sick? Don't sweat it. Scientists developed a health monitoring device that can diagnose disease by analyzing sweat. Sweat contains biomarkers like pH and glucose, that can help indicate disease progression or diagnostics. It could also be used to prevent overheating or to assess optimal exercise levels. The device will be worn on a patch and applied to the skin near sweat glands. It consists of a small container with multiple chambers and a water-repelling valve. The monitor's hydrophilic coating easily collects sweat. Instant analysis occurs with the color-coded analyte within the chambers, which responds to pH or glucose levels. Researchers are collaborating with Penn State Hershey Medical School experts to use the device for disease monitoring. I like how they say to put the device on the skin near sweat glands where the skin is covered in sweat glands. Now, specifically, they're probably talking about like places that get sweatier than others, right? But that's just funny to point out. Um, I'm definitely someone who sweats a lot. Like I'll go to the gym and I just can't stop. I don't know what it is. So this is perfect for me. You know, I could be one of those test patients just so that they can use this device and be a beta user of this thing because it is ridiculous how much I sweat and I hate it so much. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, lately, with it being warm and summery, I've also been sweating as I work around the house and, mm-hmm. and out exercising out in the good out of doors. Right. How many times can I say out in a sentence? My, my. <laughs> I could see a technology like our wearable fitness devices yeah. implementing some kind of sweat monitor yeah. that would just be like within the watch band itself. That would be a great way for uh, companies like Fitbit to prevent you from going and buying a third-party watch band. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that they don't already have something like that, right? I feel like how can we analyze one of the things that everyone does constantly because everyone has skin you know right it's just like kind of like a no-brainer other than other than like obviously monitoring heartbeat because everyone has a heart but like sweat and heartbeats i mean those are like <laughs> are constant sure things <laughs> are you sure that everyone i don't know had, that's a good I've point met some really rough people in my life <laughs> true true <laughs> next up we have a different kind of nba championship ring the nba is offering players coaches and essential staff access to an optional smart ring as a COVID-19 safety measure. The titanium rings produced by the Finnish health tech company Aura were originally intended to track heart rate, temperature, physical activity, and sleep patterns, but a study found that the ring was capable of detecting coronavirus symptoms three days in advance with 90% accuracy. This is just one of the few safety precautions the NBA is trying to take as seasons resume at Disney World and at the NBA by the end of July. Speaking of wearable smart devices. <laughs> yeah, right. A, a ring is kind of cool, actually. I mean, that's pretty neat. Could you imagine like, I mean, this is taking it kind of off topic here, but could you imagine getting a wedding ring or, you know, proposed to you, right? And you're wearing this ring and it also tells you your heart rate, your temperature, your physical activity and sleeping patterns. So not only does it tell you that you're loved, it tells you stuff about your health. What a win. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that that sounds wonderful. And it's I will like, say, it, this sounds like an ad, so yeah, I'm right. sorry, but I just <laughs> pulled up a picture of what these rings look like, and they're actually pretty cool. They're kind yeah. of expensive. I don't think I would buy one myself, but uh, for what they do, but they look nice. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it's not that surprising that the NBA is going to go out of their way to spend as much money as possible to try to get their players and their entire organization to start running again, um, right. especially since it's like a billion dollar industry, right? So mm-hmm. kind of cool. And then, um, and then we also get to hint at the the little side story that we're, we're not really including today about Disney World reopening. Yeah. Or maybe the more important part with Splash Mountain being rebranded for the, the Princess and yep. the Frog. That's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty neat. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense, you know. Princess and the Frog, one of my favorite ones, even though it's a little bit more modern than others, it's still got that old school vibe, which is pretty cool. Right. So. <laughs> let me let me thank you for listening to the Bandage, your weekly wrap up of healthcare news, where we talk about Splash Mountain, the Princess and the Frog, <laughs> and uh, and titanium titanium wedding bands. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it's 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 somewhat related, right? Yeah, it, it all everything relates to each other one in one way or another. I like the concept of a fitness tracking ring on one hand just because it's small and unintrusive. But at the same time, I use my fitness tracker for doing things like, uh, I don't know, checking the time. Well, you could put a time on the ring, you know what I mean? And that would work great. (laughs) A little screen on it. Real good. (laughs) Probably not a touch screen though. Yeah, probably not. 
Maybe, but probably not. World is just becoming a series of James Bond um, gadgets for the human <laughs> consumer. So who knows where we're going to go from here. And with that, let's get to our next segment. B-R-E-A-C-H. Breach Patrol. It's a breach! All of the latest cybersecurity breaches. Welcome to Breach Patrol. We talk about the latest breaches all across the world. First up, we have Alex. First up, who leaked blue leaks? Thousands of potentially sensitive files from over 200 police departments across the U.S. were leaked online on June 19th. The collection called Blue Leaks appears to stem from a security breach at NetSentinel, a web development firm that maintains state law enforcement data sharing portals. It's the latest release from Distributed Denial of Secrets, an alternative to WikiLeaks that publishes caches of previously secret data. The data also includes information from fusion centers and other law enforcement training and support resources. The files span from nearly 24 years including names, email addresses, phone numbers, financial information, PDF documents, images, and a large number of text, video, CSV, and zip files. Some of the data includes information on victims. So obviously this kind of coincides with everything that's going on between uh, with law enforcement specifically. Um, but to kind of not really touch on that subject, right? But just kind of proves that, hey, if there's a current event that's happening and you're in that industry, right? That's getting a lot of headlines and whatnot. You need to double down on your security because hacker groups are going to target you specifically. Right. Just not even, they might not even use the data. They're just going to do it just to reach the headline and, and say, hey, like, screw this business or screw this industry in general. You know what I mean? So Right, right. I, I hate to go down uh, to this low level commentary, but can we all agree that distributed denial of secrets is a fantastic name for a hacker group? <laughs> yeah right ddos thing that the ddos distributed yeah. denial of service attacks yeah uh, but yeah. also aiming to to publish secrets and deny them from being secret that's just a great name <laughs> and i'm i'm really happy about it yeah distributed <laughs> denial of secrets a new band coming to the rocket mortgage field house in cleveland in august <laughs> gunned arena <laughs> Next up, we have finally setting your stolen data free. The Malaysian platform JobStreet.com was compromised by hackers in 2012 who stole sensitive information of over 42,000 job seekers. This information is now being shared for free on the dark web and the data was now confirmed to come from the eight-year-old breach. The dump contains names, emails, gender, location, dates of birth, government, issued ID, marital status, nationality, phone numbers, usernames, and passwords. Because the data is now free, it indicates that it has no value anymore. It's likely that this dump has been sold, shared, and reshared with malicious actors in the past eight years before just now becoming free. People who had an account should be cautious of phishing and scamming attempts. What's interesting here is they, obviously this is a really old breach, but right. the usernames and passwords were leaked and um, so were emails. So I imagine that even though this is such an eight-year-old breach, some of those username, passwords, and emails haven't been changed in eight years. <laughs> <laughs> I could believe that in some ways. Yeah. I will say that it seems like the the implication that it being free means it has no value. It's yeah. it's kind of like uh, we've tried scamming this much, you know, running phishing scams or targeted spear phishing attempts, stuff like that. 
for the last eight years and we've got all that we can. So here you go. Try your hand at it. It's like a, it's like a big blowout sale on the dark web. It's, <laughs> it's a like, hacker like one of those event. really old stores that has all those big sale banners and it's like going out of business. Everything's right. free. Just take it now, please. It has no use anymore and it's all junk, but you might as well just try it out. I mean, in a sense, there's some relief maybe for the the company Job Street because if they're still now around. it's all over. They don't have to continue to try and find whoever's doing this. Yeah, true. I wonder if they've been breached since then. I don't even know if they're going to still be in business because that sounds pretty uh, like a pretty miserable thing to have happen. Yep. They do appear to be in business. Interesting. Yeah, they, they seem to be up and running and working currently. So yeah, well, maybe they them, you know. improve their security and, and got turned around. If you're looking for a job in Malaysia or a number of <laughs> other countries around that area, I guess you know where to go or not. Or based not on go. This, this kind of depends. You know, you can try it. It's a 50-50 shot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're on an eight-year streak without another breach, so true <laughs> and finally for today cano can't know if their information was stolen a cybersecurity breach at cano health a florida senior care provider went unnoticed for two years employee email accounts were compromised by hackers which impacted patient data these accounts were accessed multiple times in a prolonged breach from may 2018 to april 2020 once it was discovered, Cano Health took steps to secure the compromised accounts. The company can't confirm that any emails were accessed, but because the accounts contained documents and messages with personal information, they had to notify all potentially affected patients. Cano Health is advising patients to regularly review and monitor their personal information, accounts, and benefit statements. It's also offering complimentary credit monitoring service to those whose financial information may have been affected. It's always interesting to me when a breach took place for like a few years and the company figures it out and then tells the patients like, hey, just so you know, this happened. Uh, maybe you should monitor your stuff when in all reality, if it happened two years ago, they probably already had like phishing attempts and stuff like that happened their way. <laughs> so it's just interesting right. to me how they, the company, I mean, obviously the company has to notify the, per the people that were breached, but it's just always fun. It's like, hey, this happened. So if you were fished, it's probably our fault. But what are you going to do? <laughs> I do wonder if in situations like this where the company had some security flaw which caused a breach and potentially exposed someone two years yeah. ago, and so the damage is already done, is there a potential for you know, some kind of reconciliation between that company and, and the victim whose data was actually stolen? Yeah, right. I have no idea. <laughs> if not, that's a, a potential area for our lawmakers to consider. <laughs> yeah, call your local representative and talk about everything that happened in the podcast. <laughs> now, obviously, <laughs> I, I don't want to suggest that we need to continue to you know, make it harder and make it more potentially, um, what's the word I'm looking for, dangerous or, or risky to mm -hmm. get into any business. Like, obviously, there's a limit to that where we have to balance the ability to continue to provide jobs and grow our economy and things like that with the rules and regulations we put in place to protect people. Yeah. Um, this is one of those ones that's kind of like dancing somewhere in the middle. We want to keep people safe, obviously. And so having the resources to do that and, and 
the right kind of regulations that's going to help prevent those things uh, as opposed to just impose needless rules. Um, that's that's where things get interesting. True. Very, very true. Well, that's it for this week's wrap-up of your weekly healthcare news. I'm Alex Ross. And I'm Matt Moneypenny. And we will see you next, next week. week. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of The Bandage. This week's episode was written and produced by eTactics. eTactics is a leading revenue cycle solutions organization committed to providing innovative, web-based solutions that improve our clients' cash management and customer relationships. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.